Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to worship on this second Sunday of Easter as we continue to announce He is risen. He is risen indeed. Friends, whether you are a longtime member with Morrisville Presbyterian Church or visiting us for the very first time, we are thrilled you are worshiping with us this day. Welcome home. We are so glad that you are here. Following the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples in a locked room and said, Peace be with you. As we enter into a time of worship today, may we know the presence of God among us and may we be a people who know that peace, a peace that passes all understanding. Let us prepare our hearts for worship. Worship Bulletin, we invite you now to join us in our call to worship. With Mary, whose glad tidings signaled hope and summoned joy, we proclaim, We have seen the Lord. With the disciples, whom Jesus greeted with peace and freed from fear, we declare, We have seen the Lord. Behold, the risen Lord is in our midst. Let us worship God. Friends, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed, and we are struck with how this impacts our lives. We are renewed by the story of the risen Christ, and we are left struggling with what to do with that truth. Let us turn to God, to our merciful and gracious God, in a time of confession, using the words printed in your home worship bulletin 
and followed by a time for silent confession. Let us pray together. Risen Lord, you have breathed the Spirit upon us and set us forth to testify to what we have heard and seen. Yet we resist this calling, huddling behind locked doors rather than stepping out with confidence. We yearn for more, more proof, more courage, more guidance, more faith. And we forget that you have given us all we need, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from fear and send us forth to proclaim. We have seen the Lord. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. I would now like to invite our young friends to pay a little closer attention for our time for young disciples. Last week, Pastor Rachel had some friends help her in telling the story of Jesus using Easter eggs. And the last Easter egg was, when we opened it, it had nothing in it. And the reason why that was was because Jesus wasn't in the tomb. He wasn't where the last place the di disciples thought that he was. Instead, he was risen. He was raised from the dead. And that made us really happy. And so this week, after Easter, and in the weeks to come, we're trying to figure out where is Jesus. If he isn't in the tomb, if nothing was in the Easter egg, we wonder where he is. And if we're trying to look for people, sometimes we need help with our vision. And when we need help with our vision, we put glasses on, like this. Can you help me put glasses on? And when we're trying to find some people, we need help with our vision. And we need help with our vision and we, we go like this. We try and listen to where things are. We try to listen to how people are speaking. And so in the next couple of weeks, this next week and, and weeks after, I want you to put your glasses on and listen really close and try and see if you can find where Jesus is. You can go outside and look in the trees and, and in the, go on nice walks and see if Jesus is out there. Or you can listen to some scripture or listen to your parents and see where Jesus is there too. Or you can feel where Jesus is in your heart by praying or by being kind. And in all these ways, we hope that we can find Jesus as he is not where we left him last. He wasn't in the tomb. Instead, he is risen and he is all around us. Do you think we can do that? Okay, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you 
that you are risen and that you are all around us. And we pray that you help us see you and hear you and feel you. Amen. Beloved of God, the Spirit is moving even now in new ways. As we prepare to hear God's word in scripture, let us prepare our hearts. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the gospel according to John, the 20th chapter beginning with the 19th verse. Listen for the word of God. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what do we do now? As Rachel and I mentioned last week in our Easter meditation, this Easter time feels very different. We have now entered into the part of the liturgical calendar called the Easter season, which we are supposed to expand on the power of Christ's resurrection from a celebratory day to a hope-filled number of weeks. In a way, we can still be faithful to the hope of this season, and in another way, it feels almost impossible. We are like the disciples huddled into the upper room. We have heard murmurings of our Christ's resurrection, but we still feel fear. We still have questions. We are still grieving. In John's Gospel, when the risen Christ appears to the disciples, they are scattered into seemingly random groups having separate resurrection accounts. Each experience that these disciples have with the risen Christ has its own unique flavor. Peter and the unnamed apostle are bewildered. Mary Magdalene is crying uncontrollably. And the rest of the disciples are huddled in an upper room, afraid for their lives. When reading these accounts, I can't help but 
feel drawn into the feelings that reside underneath the text. The time immediately following Jesus' resurrection, this is Easter season that's supposed to be filled with joy and hope. It's actually a time that includes separation, confusion, grief, and fear. This past week, I spoke with a number of members from our congregation. And I was struck that the same words used to describe the reality immediately after Jesus' resurrection could be used to describe the times right now. Separation, confusion, grief, and fear. This past week, I had the opportunity to speak with a number of friends in our congregation, and each of these words rose to the surface of those conversations. I spoke with friends who are afraid to leave their homes. I spoke with friends who are confused by the constant barrage of information or misinformation or contradicting information. I spoke with friends who are so grateful for points of connection over technology, but then end up in tears of frustration when the technology fails on any given day and they miss their chance to connect and share. I've heard from seniors in high school and college and other students who weeks ago were thinking, well, at least I still have this thing to look forward to. At least I still have this thing, only to have every single one of those hoped-for things slowly taken away. I've spoken with friends in our congregation who are aching to their core that they can't wrap their arms around their children or their grandchildren right now. I've spoken with others in our congregation who have lost people they love to this virus. I've spoken with friends whose spouses and children are on the front lines of this illness in hospitals and emergency rooms. And I have spoken with others who just ache that there is no end in sight. In one particular conversation this week, I spoke with a friend who expressed, I don't like not being able to plan. I don't like feeling this out of control. If I could just have an end date, for all of this, then I could adjust my expectations. I could plan accordingly. We have moved beyond Easter. A day that weeks ago we looked to as a possible light at the end of a very long tunnel. But the tunnel continues. And the feelings continue. The grief, the fear, the confusion and separation, they continue to define our days. And so we find ourselves asking, what are we to do now? When we read the text for this morning, I imagine a tense scene. The disciples sitting locked away in their homes on Easter night, minds racing, emotions flowing, fear filling their hearts. They have seen their best friend, their teacher, their savior even, be brutally murdered and 
They are worried that they could be next. They are sitting, waiting in terror, asking the question to themselves, what do we do now? But the good news of the text for this morning is not what the disciples did after Jesus was raised, or what we should do in this Easter season. Instead, the good news of the text for this morning is what God does. God shows up. Jesus, the disciples' resurrected friend and savior, shows up in a boarded room, moving past walls and locked doors, and announces to his terrified friends, Peace be with you. When we hear these words, peace be with you, we often think of the introvert's nightmare and the extrovert's dream, passing of the peace during worship. For us, it is a kind of generic greeting that we share with one another during church. However, when Jesus miraculously appears to the disciples after his death and speaks to them for the first time as the risen Christ, he is not addressing them with a simple greeting. He is announcing the comfort and presence of a God who even the grave could not contain. It is not a simple hello, but rather it is an affirmation that they did not follow this carpenter from Nazareth in vain. The peace that Jesus gives to them in that upper room was not mere words but a proclamation of God's love that did not die with Jesus on the cross. For Jesus is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And there is no need for them to be afraid. For even death cannot separate them from the love of God. Jesus shows up and bestows peace. And so perhaps... The invitation in this Easter season for us is to set aside the question, what do we do now? And instead embrace the question, what is God doing? Because God is still showing up and speaks the words we are longing to hear. My friends, as we enter into this Easter season, it is so important that we take time to acknowledge the fear and uncertainty and restlessness that we have about the coming months. But it is also really important that we take time to let the good news of Easter sink into our bones. Because it is that good news that causes us and challenges us to change our questions from what do we do now to what is God doing now? And I tell you what, friends, God is showing up. God is showing up in confusion and fear and uncertainty. God is showing up and pushing through locked doors and locked hearts. And I know that God is showing up. I know that God is instilling moments and hours and days of peace because I have heard it from you. Every single conversation, 
that I had this week with you. Every single one. Though there may have been glimmers of confusion, glimmers of grief and uncertainty and restlessness, every single one of those conversations witnessed to what God is doing right now. I was overwhelmed by the stories I heard from you all this week about neighbors who have come out of the woodwork, who you didn't know three weeks ago. I have heard stories of children and grandchildren who have taken on all of your grocery shopping, who are going to the pharmacy for you. I have heard stories about cards you received in the mail that have moved you to tears. I've heard stories of birthday parades, of surprise visits from family members or friends at a safe distance. I have seen tears of joy when technology has allowed us to connect with one another and has reminded us that even over a computer screen, we can know the presence of God. God is showing up. God is showing up and filling us with days or hours or perhaps merely moments of peace, but God is showing up. God is meeting us even in spite of our efforts to control and ask over and over again, what do we do now? God is showing up because there's a whole lot that God is doing right now. Peace be with you, Jesus proclaims. Peace be with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Peace be with you. Amen. Friends, in this Easter season, God shows up in ways we do not expect and is there seeking our presence and seeking communication with us. So let us take time now to turn to God in prayer. I invite you to join us in our home worship bulletin as we pause for prayer. At this time, we invite you to take out a pen and paper or turn to the people you are worshiping with and answer one of the following questions that are listed in the home worship bulletin. The questions are as follows. Where have you known fear or grief or frustration this week? Where have you seen God showing up this week? How could you participate in the peace of Christ this week for someone else? We're going to encourage you to pause the video and sit with these questions for a few minutes. When you're done writing or sharing with the people you are worshiping alongside, feel free to turn the video back on and we will enter into a collective moment of prayer. Friends, let us pray.
God of peace, you are the one who shows up. You are the one who brought Jesus Christ to life from the dead. You are the one who has the will and power to help us begin again. And yet, in this Easter season, we find that we are still waiting. We are waiting for the latest press conference. We are waiting for calls from friends and family. We are waiting for the day when we step outside again without as much worry about the fragility of our bodies. Be with us in these days of waiting. In these days, we find that our prayers come quickly. We pray for our families, our friends, for our loved ones who are seen only through screens or at a distance. We pray for our church and its ministry, for our family in Christ. We pray for the frontline healthcare workers, those who take on great risk to provide compassionate care. We pray for wisdom for our leaders who make decisions and issue guidance that impact so many lives around our county, our state, and our world. We pray for the essential workers, for those who help us access what we need, food and finances, for those who restore power after the storms. We pray for teachers, and for parents who find themselves teachers, all of whom are laboring beyond their capacities in new ways. We pray for the most vulnerable among us and in our world, for those who are struggling to merely survive, those who have lost income and insurance, for those who don't know how they will find or afford what is truly essential. For those consumed by fear and anxiety, we pray for your peace. For those who are grieving, grieving the loss of our ability to gather together, to mourn together, to laugh together, for those who are grieving, for those who are lonely and isolated, we pray for new creations of community. For a reminder that your love for us is beyond comprehension and cannot be stopped by the physical distancing we must now practice. And as we lift up all of our prayers to you, they can become overwhelming to us and yet you, mighty God, you have the power to break through in each and every one. You are known in the closed down places of our lives and of our hearts. You show up there and you greet us in our suffering and you offer us peace. Remind us that these walls we have put up around our hearts cannot separate us from your love, a love that cannot be contained, a love so fierce that it would not remain in the grave. Oh, holy God, we pray for your hope. We pray that your hope 
would break through in our waiting for moments when we might see and hear and experience your presence and your work in this time. Let those moments, those glimpses of your kingdom offer us strength for today and bright hope for all of our tomorrows. A hope that persists in the waiting, a hope that is unstoppable, that shows up and that calls us into new ways of serving your people. Remind us that your peace greets us each moment of each day, breaking through into our lives. Grant us the vision to see it, O oh God. Grant us open hearts to receive it. And grant us the creativity to share it in this time. Grant us the imagination to share your peace, a peace which transcends all time. We are physically separated but spiritually united and so together we pray to you now lifting our voices and using the words your son taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. My friends, as we consider all the ways that God is showing up among us, we are also called to remember that as the body of Christ, we are called to show up in the world. We are deeply, deeply grateful for the generosity of so many of you who have continued to financially support the church during this time. Many of you have sent in your gifts through the mail or through our online giving portal on our website, and we encourage you to continue to utilize those options. This is a difficult time for everyone. And this is also a time when the church is called to show up. And so may we be a people who show up. May we be a people who give generously of ourselves. And may we be a church that lives into Christ's call to be God's hands and feet and heart in the world. Let us give generously in response to all that God has given us. Thank you.
friends, even when we do not know what to do next, God is still showing up. Showing up with peace, showing up with love, showing up with resurrected life. Let us be on the lookout for where Christ is risen in our midst. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, and be with those you are called to love this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Thank you.